The information provided on this podcast is intended to be educational and informational only and is not considered to be formal legal advice. The listener should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Any listener in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision-making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent law as it applies to those facts. Welcome to Real Estate Milestones, where we explore fascinating topics in commercial real estate with knowledgeable industry experts. I'm your host, Ben Malik, and I'm a young real estate professional who is passionate about adding value to people's lives through the incredible power of real estate. My goal is to help you discover what the heck is going on in the industry and how you can get involved. This is Real Estate Milestones, where your future in real estate lies just around the corner. Hello, everybody. I have Jeffrey, Kenneth, and Crow and Donis here on Real Estate Milestones. Uh, there, they are. What is it? Twenty one or twenty twenty three? Yeah, twenty twenty and twenty three. Yeah, I'm the 20, oldest. Twenty twenty and twenty three. So you got three young killers in the real estate industry. They've built a portfolio of cash flowing rentals and a six figure business as single family real estate investors, and they're passionate about helping others reach their financial goals through real estate investing. You can check out their podcast at that real estate monopoly happens to be REM as well. And where they interview professionals who are dominating the real estate industry, their multifamily portfolio consists of 600 plus units across the Southeast. So guys, can you tell me about your first milestone in commercial real estate? Yeah. Um, so we can kind of just get into uh, the gist of it. So in the beginning, we really were just learning. Um, and eventually we were able to get into a, a general partnership team. Um, and I would say the first milestone was getting our, our first investor into the deal. And then after that, it was closing on our first deal, which is located in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Awesome. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your first deal? Um, you know, what did you learn from it? I'm sure a ton. And uh, yeah, like, just how did it go? Like, how were three young guys like you able to you know, pull off something that that awesome? Yeah. So um, I can start us off um, pretty much. I would say like the hands down, it came down to us being able to find a good group to work with. Obviously, being young and taking down an asset that big, it's very difficult to do by yourself, right? You need the net worth, the liquidity. Uh, you need to understand how to manage it. I think that's the, the biggest piece of the whole puzzle is to make sure that you can execute the business plan. Right. Um, like, right. why, would, why would you give 20-year-olds money that they've never, you know, in something that they've never done before, All right? So uh, we got we surround ourselves with really good people. Um, and I'd say that's the first way that we, we did it. Uh, we joined a group called Think Multifamily. Um, and Kerwin can kind of talk about how we, we found them. Yeah, we were just on bigger pocket surfing. Um, we knew we needed to join a group, and they were they had the reputation of if you want to go big, go think multifamily. So we chose to go with them. Um, and in terms, kind of follow up with what Jeffrey said, we've always emphasized the importance of networking. Um, and and so not just like going to events, and that's how we've met um, partners that we've worked with, but also uh, I mean we tapped into our own network. A lot of people, especially younger, inexperienced investors, think that they can't raise capital because they don't have uh, the network. And like we don't come from money. But um, for some of our first, one of our first investors was someone that I just happened to have in my network. So I think it's just a limiting belief. I mean, you can raise capital if you know where to look and you're intentional about it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I think a big part of that came from us building some type of credibility through our social media presence. So we started the podcast that we have a while ago. Um, we have a website, right? Like small things like that add up, especially when you're a young person. Uh, you just like, you can look up online and you can see us. We were not just random people like doing, saying we're doing something like you can look at it online and we're very consistent with the content that we're, we're posting. So um, all the investors that did invest, right. Uh, they could see that. Uh, so I think that's something that adds to your credibility as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And it sounds like uh, 
it's very encouraging. Sounds like I'm on the right track with the, my podcast recently launching. Sure. So sweet. Sure. And um, I, I like to, there's something in there that I really wanted to discuss with you guys. And, you know, I wanted to see, like, have you seen your age as a barrier? And I know, like, there could be a lot of limiting beliefs that come with, you know, being younger than most people doing what you're doing. But um, how have you overcome some challenges associated with your age? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, honestly, as far as our age, we've at first, you know, when we first started entrepreneurship, uh, I would say maybe age kind of did hold us back a little bit. But as we, you know, began to learn and actually become experts in our field, because although we're not the best experts, you know, we are very knowledgeable in what we do. So with knowledge comes, uh, you know, the fear just goes away. So I think walking with uh, knowledge gives you the confidence to walk up to anybody and just have a really good conversation. And once they see that you can actually not just walk, you know, just uh, you can also talk about what you're doing in depth and actually know what you're talking about. I think, uh, you know, people actually respect you more and they nowadays really people, I feel a lot older when I'm hanging out with older people just because of the, you know, what we talk about. And I don't think they see us any younger. Yeah. And, and to kind of just follow up with that, um, Robert Kiyosaki talks about the importance of being part of a team of people that are more knowledgeable and credible than you are. So that's what we've done. We've just done a really good job of, of being surrounding ourselves with people that are more experienced and um, kind of can compensate for maybe where we're not strong on in. Um, so people on our team that are more experienced in asset management, things like that. Um, it just, we really leverage their strengths. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff I want to talk about in there. Um, but um, I guess there's another theme you're talking about. Self-education seems to be a big theme for you guys. And I know for me, uh, I spent the last four months of 2021 in Copenhagen where the class schedule is very different. I'm, I'm still a student, but I was able to spend like a lot of time reading books and listening to podcasts and educating myself. And I think focusing on something that I'm passionate about and, and you know, want to learn about was like very powerful for me. So I wanted to hear like, I know you're, you talked about a mastermind, but what are some of the ways you've been self-educating and how's that been you know a key for you guys yeah yeah i think it starts with being curious right so uh whatever like we were going into something new um we would listen to podcasts on it. that was the first step uh, and then with binge watching or binge listening to podcasts we would just slow and steady uh, learn different resources um like different people individuals in each space that are experts in their fields we you know watch their content listen to their content and slow and steady you're just accumulating all this wealth uh, we actually go to events as well and i know you went to the intelligent uh, investors conference if that's the name of it but i know like going to events like that um you're not only meeting other people in that space that produce content and you're going to be able to learn more but you're going to hear them speak in, in person uh, we always personally i learn a lot by having conversations and asking a lot of questions like that's just the main thing for me is being face to face with someone. And if you have a real question, you ask them and you ask another one, another one, you just, I just learned so much more that way. So um, that's really how it started with each specific uh, field and industry that we've been into. Yeah. And um, so we actually were in college, but we're not in college anymore. We left. And so I think that a lot of people have this like concept or frame of learning and it's like, you have to go to class and um, you know, get a degree in that way, but we're really still really intentional with learning. Uh, we, we commit to watching YouTube in terms of like educational YouTube channels, um, podcasts, reading books. Uh, we're always building on our skills. And for example, when we went to a certain event and we had people talk about macroeconomics and the repo market um, and things that I just like had never heard of went right over my head. Um, I think those events and going to events like that expose you to what you don't know. So then we go back and do our own research and start exposing ourselves to like that material. So um, that's kind of how we've, we've, been more uh, responsible and in charge of our own education. Yeah. yeah and the last yeah. thing I think uh, the best way you learn is hands-on. That's what like the rich dad program talks about. So actually not only like 
on YouTube, but then taking action, failing forward. And you, you mentioned like milestones. I think we all had to fail to get to our first milestone and then we had to fail some more to get to the second one. Uh, so actually being able to fail forward and get to that, that goal. Um, and then eventually you're there, right? So like, it doesn't stop there. You keep going. So actually doing it is a great way to learn as well. Yeah. It's all trial and error. Yeah. That's all. That's all great. Um, I mean, networking has been a major key for my education. Just, I mean, that's yeah. how I found, even found real estate, just talking to anyone who would pick up the phone and like, guys, people out there, they're willing to help. They're really inspired by young guys like you. And I went to this conference, you mentioned the intelligent investors, real estate conference. And, um, I was only 20, 20 year old there. I was the youngest person there, but it was like, wow, I wish I started sooner. And like, I, like, you know, that was really inspiring because I never want, like one of my goals is never to say, I wish I started sooner. So um, yeah. I think that you guys are in the same boat there. That's yeah. awesome. And so one of the, yeah, like I wanted to ask if you had any failures that you learned from, um, you know, you mentioned failing forward and that's a big key of mine as well. So if you tell, can you tell me about a situation that um, you failed yeah. and learned from? I'd say Kenneth, Kenneth can talk about his uh, experience reaching out to brokers. Yeah, well, so, I mean, at first, you know, we had started reaching out to brokers um, right away, honestly, you know, after reading Joe Fairless's book, um, Apartment Investing, the, the Best, best Ever. Syndication yeah, book. that book. Um, you know, we knew that we had to reach out to brokers and after cold calling them, you know, if they would answer, um, they would pretty much just, you know, in a short, just be, they would just say, who are you? pretty much. So, right. you know, I couldn't, couldn't them an answer really. I, um, I mean, I could tell them who I am, but you know, they ask, what are you looking for? Like, I didn't really know exactly how to speak with them, but after, you know, a while after learning, you know, watching some videos and also our mentor, we kind of were able to, of course, leverage their experience as well as, uh, just pretty much kind of show them, you know, that we can talk what we're, you know, what we're looking for, where, and things like that. So I think that would be one. And then Jeff can talk about, the first time we tried to raise for a deal. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, um, like we were, you're, you could be a part of a team and you can reach out to your investor database. Um, and maybe the first time, like it's not that big. Right. So you try and the first one time we went and tried to do that, it didn't go as well as planned because the deal actually filled up too quickly. So um, it oversubscribed, which was a good, good thing. Uh, but we weren't able to get in and obviously I, you get discouraged. You're like, man, I don't know if this is for me. I don't even know how I can grow my investor database. I'm 20 years old. I'm, I was 19 at the time. Like, who do I even reach out to? You know what I mean? But um, like with these failures and honestly having a network of people that you can reach out to and ask questions. And I'm like, what would you do if you were my age? Uh, I tried reaching out to like my soccer uh, teammates who I was playing soccer with like le less than three years ago. And they know me as this little like scrawny kid that used to be like a good midfielder, right? And now three years <laughs> later, I'm asking them like, would you be interested in learning more about multifamily? Um, so it's a big shift. And I think just trying to like reach out to that network and asking them those questions and then applying the knowledge that you get and just really taking action. I, honestly, there's no, there was no path for us to uh, get find our, our way into our first multifamily deal because we didn't, like Kerwin said, we don't come from money. So it was really just us wanting to do it, having the intention and then taking action. Um, and anytime we got like a little gem, we'd put it into practice and eventually we found our way into our first deal. Yeah. I love that. And a quote I heard recently that was really powerful to me was, um, if you want to, if you want money, ask for advice. And if you want advice, ask for money. And um, yeah. it sounds like you, that was part of, uh, I guess, a failure that you've learned from, but you know, don't be discouraged because it obviously, as you, you know, continue going, you're going to build up your skills and build up your database and, you know, continue networking. So that's, that's yeah. really powerful. Yeah. So um, let's take it all the way back. You guys started out wholesaling in residential. Uh, can yep. you talk, tell, talk about your first deal there? If you, if you remember it all the way back then and uh, kind of what you learned yeah. and 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. We were cold calling. Um, in started out in our dorm rooms. We were cold calling there, and then once COVID sent us home because we had to go quarantine, and in, in you know uh, they they sent everyone home after the, uh, the COVID outbreak. This was um, twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. We were cold calling all summer. Um, I think it was like six or seven months before we got our first deal. We were like wow. seven thousand dollars in credit card debt because um, wow. we had been paying for data and, and a dialer, and we, there was no turning back at that point. Um, and so yeah. I think I would say. That, that summer which is like a summer of failures in a way i mean every day we heard no rejection all the time you know um so we just really just persisted and eventually we got our first deal after a seller called us back yeah and uh, um so i can quickly go into the story of how the first deal came into play but like the main thing that we learned in that doing that for six months and not getting any results was obviously delayed gratification is so cliche people will talk about it but it's so true um just keep going and like honestly if you don't give up it will happen obviously it can't be something crazy or impossible but um i was driving back from an appointment with kenneth on another property that we were going to look at uh, and we were driving back and this lead that had told him that she couldn't accept our price because it was too low ended up calling him back um that two days later and then accepted it so uh, it was literally a practice of us just continuing to following up follow up with her um it, fell in and then we found the buyer like two days later and it was the biggest wholesale deal we actually ever did was the first one. Um, and we ended up doing two closings the same day that one closed. So it was literally like all six months of work colliding into one and that got us out of debt and more. And then we just reinvested and that's kind of how that started. Yeah. It shows you really got to keep pushing when your back's against the wall with that credit card no debt. <laughs> we had yeah. no choice, but yeah, we, we had to get ourselves out of the, out of the hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. There was that's no powerful. Time, <laughs> definitely not like that's, Burn that's really bridges. cool yeah and just to clarify for some of our beginner audience wholesaling is or you can elaborate some more but it's pretty much where you find a property off market and or you know find a property for less and then sell it right when you buy it for for a little bit more so you never you don't even have to put any money up you kind of just connect a buyer who's willing to pay more than the seller is willing to sell to you for if you can make that a little more clear but um that's yeah. pretty much the gist Basically, I mean, you find a property, you put it under a contract and you're assigning the contract. So basically you're not even selling the property. You're just selling the rights to buy the property to an end buyer who's willing to pay you more for it. So if you got one under contract at 50 and you find a buyer that's willing to buy at 60, you're making that $10,000 spread and you don't ever take uh, you know, title to the property. You don't have to put up the 50,000 to pay to the seller because the end buyer is paying for everything pretty much. So yeah, that's simply put yeah. yeah and i know you've gotten um a little bit past that but just for everyone who's listening it shows you you know you don't need to have a lot of money to be in real estate there's ways to invest your you know your time to you know operate with zero money and then i mean there's other ways to work with other people's money as well which I'm sure we'll get into on a, another episode <laughs> in the future but um yeah you know don't don't think you need to be a millionaire to to continue making millions in real estate there's, there's opportunities right. for everyone Exactly. Absolutely. Someone I've had on my podcast once said there's three currencies, uh, time, money, and sanity. And so if you don't have money, you can give up your time. And that's what we did. We just dedicated all our time to find our first deal. And actually, like all the events we go to now are, that we've been to before we actually got into multifamily, um, we used our wholesale profits to fund those trips. So, um, but we started out with, like I said, like Kenneth's credit card that he barely qualified for. So, you know, <laughs> and you can really you can start out in, in, in pretty much any, any position. Yeah, that's awesome. And I wonder how they let you carry $7,000 of credit. I guess that's how they make their money so that they don't mind. It was more than one credit card. It was a few. <laughs> yeah. Good job for getting out of that hole. Sounds messy. We don't recommend I would, that. I would not recommend, recommend that, that to anybody. We have but so much faith. Yeah. <laughs> We're faithful. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too far into this, but to me, it seems funny how credit card companies are like allowed to do usury, where like if you tried to charge someone that much interest, you'd you know go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it's, it makes the economy ticker for for some people. I guess yeah. there's a lot of S and P 500 companies are doing it, so it should be okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's take it back even further. Your your where's your, your family's from uh, Guatemala? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, was cool. You took a trip there, I heard, and I wanted to kind of hear about that and kind of how that ties into why you're doing all all this amazing stuff. Yeah, we went there for the first time um, for like the new year 2019 into the 2020 new year. Um, and that was our first time ever being there. And we were, tech, we were growing up, we were considered low income in America. Um, but when we went there, I mean, we just were exposed to like the reality of the poverty people in other countries face. And um, before that, you know, we'd been interested in real estate and we were saying, oh, we're going to start a real estate business in the summer when we have more time. But once we saw that, uh, the opportunities, like I spoke with my cousin um, and she was just saying that like they, they don't have options to start a business. That's just not like even a possibility. Whereas here, it's just a mindset. I mean, I think if, you know, the average person can do it. So that's when we realized that it was a privilege for us to keep postponing that. Um, and like the opportunities we have here, we can't take for granted. We always like to say uh, we won the American lottery by being born here. Um, like I said, my cousin's like one generation away. I mean, it, you know, it's crazy. We could have easily been born there. And so that's why we decided just to come back, take action. And um, it was really like a mind set switch. I, I'd say um, it was never the same once we saw that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, could you elaborate a little bit more on how, I guess, how your why has informed what you do or yeah. motivates what you do? And then also kind of what role mindset plays in, in how you how you go about this? Because I know, um, I mean, mindset's a, a huge part of, you know, yeah. making kind of meaning in my life. And I'm, I'm sure for you, yeah. it's business and life. So, yeah, let's, let's hear it. Yeah. yeah. So, well, and I, I mean, just, yeah, I can just touch quickly on, like, when we got back, that was the thing that really propelled us. Like Karun said, it, it kind of lit the fire under us because before that, my mom would talk, my mom was a single mother, so we didn't grow up with our dad and it, low income, obviously, because she just was working all the time and she could only do so much, not really going to school or having an education. She could only do, uh, she was self-employed, so she cleans houses. And that's the thing that she did for a living. And we were always fine. We always had food, but money was always scarce. scarce. So uh, that's something that we always knew growing up. And as soon as we came back, we were like, okay, we're too comfortable. Like, I wasn't, I didn't play soccer anymore. That's what I, I used to do. And I used to, I guess that was my excuse. Uh, not an excuse, but that was the thing that I used to do with my time. But now I was just in school and I, I felt like I was, what else could I be doing? You know what I mean? To be generating income to relieve the stress of my mother. So really our main why right now is to retire our mom. And then Kenny can kind of touch on um, anything else if you want to jump in. Yeah, well, what I was just going to say um, is back, you know, when I remember going to Guatemala for the, not the first time, because I went when I was three, but I mean, it didn't really count. Um, we had learned about wholesaling back in 2018 springtime and we really kind of kept putting it off. And then I actually came across the podcast and I just kept hearing, you know, on a podcast, Hey, like I got my first $10,000 check. I got my first $20,000 check. And then I started downloading a whole bunch of podcasts. And I just remember on the way to Guatemala, all I listened to for like nine hours. Cause it's a long flight. Um, just, I got $30,000 check. I changed, you know, I started with 40,000. Like it was insane. So from there, I just, that's all I did the whole trip when I could, you know, just listen to podcasts. And that's when it really changed my mind because these people were literally saying, I, I thought it was a scam at first, but these people were saying, Hey, I come from nothing. I come from nothing. You know, I don't come from nothing, but I never thought this was possible or like, and so I just put myself in their shoes and then it just flipped the switch. Like we can, we can do this. Like 20,000, 30,000, even 10,000 would be, would be life changing if we can make that consistently. And 
you know, we were going to school to try to make that kind of money and then be in debt for trying to pay that money back, which doesn't make sense to me. But basically I'm saying this all this to say, that's kind of what flipped the switch for me. And then we just, once you start on that entrepreneurial journey, you start to just try to become better in every way. And, and really that's what led us to start reading and just doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with all that too. Cause um, I think my whole journey started with listening to or meeting Anthony Scandariato, which I think you, yeah. you were on his show. And like, that's what started. That's what even taught me that, you know, people who weren't Blackstone and Starwood were buying commercial real estate. I thought it was mostly, you know, huge corporations. And I guess maybe you yeah. could say it still mostly is, but then I realized that people were doing it and people were doing things, pulling their money together and doing things that they couldn't do alone. And I thought that that was really powerful. So, um, I mean, I just went to a real estate conference and had a, a 12 hour flight back. And I was also binging, you know, podcast on podcast. So that was, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's been a big part of my life. And, um, I just remember hearing you guys and on, on his show and that was like, really inspiring to me. I was like, okay, I have no excuse. There's a, these kids are the same age as me and they're, they're doing what I um, want to be doing down the road and, um, very, very powerful story. So, um, so yeah, could you tell us about your most recent milestone and, um, you know, how, how's that, you know, come from, or how you've come from your, your first one to there? Yeah. So I would like, they say the law of the first deal, uh, Michael Blanc talks about that. And I think it's, it is true because it's one into mindset thing. So, um, before we even got into multifamily, it seemed like such a, it was, it seemed like it was so impossible. Um, but the, uh, Nelson Mandela, I was, I was like, looking at Canva for the, this template. And I saw the quote there like two days ago. He said, the impossible is only impossible until it's done. Um, so that's literally what I thought at first, like how could I, you know, a 19 year old kid buy an apartment complex? Well, obviously I'm not gonna do it alone, but I didn't know that at the time. So in the beginning I started trying to do it alone and then we found a good team and that's how we got the first one done by joining up with the good partners. So fast forward, we've now done three. Um, and cool thing about multifamily is it's scalable. And that's why we like it so much It's because one property, but it has, you know, the ones that we're, we're working with are typically over a hundred units. So quickly scale up to 600. Um, and this happens very quickly if you're working with the right people and you're taking the right steps and obviously you're just making the right choices, right? But that's kind of what the next milestone was, was doing three, uh, scaling from the first one, which was 138. And the last one we did was 330. Um, so it's a big difference, but we just have good partners that we're doing it with. And the next thing really is just for us to continue doing that. Uh, I say, imagine, buying 333 houses and you know <laughs> it's basically doing that but without driving between them you just like, walk down the hallway and the next one's there so in terms of scalability yeah. it really makes sense in terms of you know i guess in operating these yeah. assets yeah 100%. yeah and for any like young listener out there uh, the, the, the biggest takeaway from this should be like your uh the money's in the network it really is i think that's where we've literally been it that the only way we've been able to get to where we are is because of the people that we've been able to meet um, I don't know if that's luck or, or I think it's just, we put ourselves in the right places, but like you can be, that's all control. That's all under your control. Um, and that's the, that's like the beauty of it. Yeah, I agree. That's really powerful. And, um, I think if you guys want to go back to my second episode, that's all about networking. Um, my, my good friend, Mike Strug talks about the power of networking, especially in real estate. So yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great takeaway. So, um, it sounds like you got some pretty exciting 2022 goals. Can you tell us about, some of those. And I know tokenization falls somewhere in there, which is one of my favorite topics. Uh, it's really cutting edge and, and disruptive and new. So I wanted to hear, you know, your yeah. motivation for that and kind of what you're, what you're looking to do. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, what I would say is we've, we're really looking into different ways of, I mean, tokenization is here. It's becoming a thing. It's been, it's been a thing since 2018 and it's becoming even more of a thing with, you know, crypto and blockchain um, just becoming more, I guess, prominent. idolized and prominent here, but it's in real estate already. And, and uh, you know, we, like I said, we come from low income background. We come from, you know, we're young as well. So those two things don't really go well when you mix it with real estate. Um, you know, people that are investing in real estate, you know, typically, have you know 50 100 or or plus thousand dollars in their bank account and they just want to invest so we're really just looking for a way that we can bring the either um average well not average just um not as higher net worth person into a deal or also um people our age you know we've come had people come up to us and say you know they have a few thousand dollars that they'd like to invest but unfortunately we have to turn them away so we're just uh you know working with a few people try, trying to look for an opportunity that we can hopefully uh, present to people and and you know hopefully have people come alongside us yeah and i would say like the first thing for us and anything new that we do which tokenization for us um this year is new uh is education and surrounding ourselves with good people so you mentioned michael flight off off camera um okay. a guy that we see as a leader in the space uh we're listening to a lot of his content we met him at an event looking to just work with him more in the future hopefully um, but in regards to our multifamily goals um just looking to do a, a deal every single quarter this year um, typically that's over hundred units uh, each deal. So um, hopefully all goes well. And that would be putting us over a thousand units this year. I'm looking to, you know, continue uh, managing the ones that we already have, making sure those perform well and hopefully our investors making our investors happy um, and continue bringing on more investors as well. Um, so yeah, tokenization though, that's something that we're very excited about. Just looking to continue learning and, you know, something, do something with that space sometime soon. Yeah. yeah that's and, awesome. Yeah. yeah, finally, I was going to say, we're obviously going to attend more events um, in the real estate space. Hopefully we'll see you there at, at a few events this year. Yeah, and, uh, I'd love to. And we're going to pump the break, or sorry, uh, pump the gas on, on content as well. Hopefully start posting more YouTube uh, videos and um, just continue to put, put out good content that people find valuable. Yeah, I'm hoping to do some of those goals too. I want to yeah. keep doing content. And, on, and I, I really like the idea of, you know, becoming an authority in tokenization and blockchain and, and crypto because, you know, we're young and People were like, oh, this is a young idea. And like, no one would second guess us being an authority in that space. So it's really <laughs> exactly. interesting to, yeah. you know, like we obviously have a background in real estate, but like bringing that in, it's like, okay, this guy knows real estate. Now he knows something I know nothing about. Like, I'm, you know, I'm saying if, if I was an older guy and like, it'd be cool to, you know, connect with us who, if we spend a lot of time focusing on this stuff, because like, you know, we understand these newer technologies. I guess we grew up with iPhones or whatever in our hands. So, yeah. and exactly. not like, I know some babies who have iPads, which that yeah. wasn't me. And now I'm not your friends and I feel aged where I'm like, I didn't have an iPad when I was, you know, two years old. Yeah. yeah. No, they know yeah. how to use better than we do. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's just like it's like a natural skill now, just like ingrained. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're getting down to it. So uh, let's let's get into the lightning round. Um, so cool. these questions are gonna get progressively harder. So I hope you're ready. Yeah, we're ready. So, let's do it. If for each of you, what superpower would you want if you could have any superpower? We were just talking about this. <laughs> I'll go first. Um, for me, it would be the uh, a power to inspire others, including myself, with like really, really good ideas. I think that's like the most really practical, and I could start. I could solve the world's problems and make a lot of money, and you know, help as many people as I can with with awesome, awesome ideas. Cool. I would say before anyone else says anything, I would say come up with, uh, be able to problem solve very quickly. I would say uh, be able to have others see the world out of my eyes, like the way I see things. 
Well, damn, I was thinking super speed, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it was for fun, I would say telekinesis, but like, yeah, I don't know what that would get boring really fast. <laughs> yeah, I'd say my control, but uh, people would think I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> cool, let's get the, the real answers out here. <laughs> no, no, that's awesome, that's all great stuff. So, um, for or what were some of your favorite books or the ones that's helped you most so far? I'm sure we've read a lot of similar ones, but I always yeah. love to hear this because I'm always trying to find new ones. Um, well, like the one that everyone talks about, instead of poor dad, that's the first book we read, but to not be cliche, I really like, uh, outwitting the devil by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. I mean, I love Napoleon Hill. So any of his books, but I would have to go, uh, with Celestine prophecy. I know a lot of people might not have heard about that one, but Celestine, the Celestine prophecy. Yeah. Really good book. For me, uh, it would be a Robert Kiyosaki book. It's called fake. It's fake teachers, fake assets, fake money. Um, that was really good and just kind of exposed me to like the realities of, of our money and our economy and the school system. Oh, and I'll throw another one in. I just like I would have said this one if I thought about it, but Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Mm, yes. Um, I don't know if you know who that is, but he has a podcast called On Purpose. It's really good. I recommend it. Cool. And also shout out to my sister and uh, anyone else who recommend Rich Dad Poor Dad. I'm telling you, everyone who's doing big stuff in real estate is going to talk about Rich Dad Poor Dad and yeah. just a great place to start. So all my friends. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I'm, I'm telling you, we got to read that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I'll buy it for you guys. I literally, like, actually, I don't, I don't, I'm lying. No, I mean, but maybe, maybe. I can lend you my copy. All right, let's keep, yeah, <laughs> let's keep going. So what motivates you guys each day? Um, I, I, I would say, I, I, I personally, I don't like to be comfortable. I feel like I'm not, if I'm not growing, I feel like I, I'm just having like a terrible day. Um, it's hard to be uncomfortable every day. I, I would have to admit, but I, I'd say that. And then also my mom, my goal is to retire her. Um, I just, uh, just trying to reach my potential, I guess, was what really motivates me. Just figure out how far I can get and yeah, just what, what I can do while I'm here. I would say, uh, willpower, like it, it'll run out. So just having like an accountability group. And so I would say my brothers motivate me every day, um, seeing that they're not going to stop. And like, we like sleep together, like we like very always same habits together. and everything. <laughs> so like, you know, uh, just having someone else keep me accountable is priceless. And I think it's like a constant mastermind nonstop. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys have a pretty cool team. I mean, you guys each have your own section of the business or you guys all, you know, yeah, we do. Can you say? Yeah, yeah, I know, because yeah. I, I remember hearing that somewhere. So if you wanted to yeah. tangent yeah, into that. <laughs> no, I was real quick. Um, I'm, I'm in charge of marketing and anything like creative or writing or anything like that. That's, that's me. So, yeah. I'm in charge of acquisitions, underwriting, tours, meeting brokers, talking to brokers, anything acquisitions, really. And I do the investor relations side of it. Cool. All super important stuff. And if you haven't read um, Bo Berry's book, Multifamily Investors, you yes, kill, or, really I think it's something like that. Uh, multifamily yeah. uh, investors who dominate yeah dominate. right 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 yeah i remember reading that and i was like okay like that makes a lot of sense i'm a, i'm gonna this is how, like my approach to to mm -hmm. talking to brokers and i'm definitely made a lot of relationships and you know built on that so cool yeah, another one another good book um okay so what advice would you give to someone who wants to follow in your footsteps um i, I would say two things very quickly uh trust like so don't try to rush the process and i was listening to uh on purpose uh, with Dwayne wade and he said one thing looking back he wishes he would have been more patient he wishes he would have learned that virtue a lot quicker um, because it led to him developing the character that he has now um i think like i personally struggle with trying to get to my goals quickly but i think if you can just truly be grateful that was gonna be the second thing i said be very grateful every day and an attack is just every time you have a negative thought think of five things that you're grateful for and try to make them five different things every time 
but that helps me really enjoy the process. Um, whether that's like doing something I don't really want to be doing, but I know it's going to help me in the long run, being able to like enjoy it because it's going to teach me something, just do it. Uh, I think that way you don't want to rush the process. I would say just believing in yourself. Uh, I think that's like the number one rule, whether you want to run a mile and under like six minutes or whatever you want to do, really, you know, um, just believing that you can do it. And then, of course, not just sitting around and waiting for it to happen because it's not going to happen if you don't try to do it. Right. So, yeah, I would just say believing in yourself. Yeah, for me, it would just be uh, be really cautious with who you take advice from. Um, there's a lot of people that are willing and happy to give it, but uh, they're not really credible sources of information. So um, real teachers, people that are actually doing what you want and people you would trade places with, that's who you want to go to for advice. So that's great. That's all great advice. And um, <laughs> sounds like, you know, I don't know, necessarily want to trade places with anyone, but I definitely would love to be, be doing what you guys are doing. I know. Uh, We'll be doing it eventually. So sounds good. Yeah. So I so I put you on the spot. I want to give you a chance for revenge. So uh, you guys can ask me anything you want to know about me. What's your favorite book? My favorite book. Um, of course, you know, it always slips your mind when you get asked. Um, <laughs> the Untethered Soul. I <laughs> read this book. Have you, you heard of it? Heard of it. I, I haven't, haven't read, read it, it though. I read it. Down. Yeah. I, I like recommending it because it's, you know, I read a ton of business books and this is like, you know, one of those, I guess, you know, life mindset books that like yeah. really impacted me like greatly. It's just like knowing it just underlies like the, what I've learned from it, like will underlie everything I do and inform how I live my life. And it's definitely helped me feel more fulfilled each day. And um, if that's not a good set, a good sell. I don't know what it would be, but uh, definitely just a, it's a, it really helps with, with the, the mindset in my opinion. So definitely recommend I, that one. Can I ask another question? You guys might. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to, like, if it's going to put you on the spot, don't answer it. <laughs> but like, what's one habit that you want to change about yourself? Like, what's one bad habit that you'd like to change? Um, I want to get up. I'm going to start getting up a little earlier. Um, I think that I am a very night person. Like, I'll ramp up the whole day and, like, I could work up until midnight and even later. But um, I get off to a really slow start, you know, rolling out of bed. And, you know, I've been told to take a cold, a cold shower. Bill, Bill Allen was like, I take a cold shower every day. And I'm like, you know what? I can't do that. And I'm thinking like maybe, maybe I just gotta go for it. And um, yeah, so definitely hoping to move my schedule up in the day so I can align with more, most of, I guess, the business world. Hey, awesome. Last question. What is, uh, what is like your number one 2022 goal? Um, it's just, I think mostly just to focus on my personal growth and, and learning and like really hone my direction and my, my plan even more. And, you know, I want to commit to writing my goals down every day and, you know, really making steps towards them all the time. And it's not that I don't do that, but like, I really want to start taking massive action or more action. And, you know, I've been in a really analysis state where I'm learning so much and absorbing so much. And like, I really do have the skills to start taking more action. So I'm trying to put it into to motion. And I think to start, I'm trying to find a, a partner to, or, or a, a group of people who can hold me accountable. So yeah. I definitely am, you know, I'm, I'm looking to put myself in those kind of good positions. It's great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. Great. Well, it's been a real pleasure and a lot of fun to, to have you guys on the podcast. So um, really excited that, that we got to do this and looking forward to growing up alongside you and, and continuing to make waves in real estate together. And um, if, how, can, how can anyone who wants to reach out find you and uh, learn more about you guys? 
Yeah, thank you so much for having us also. Yeah, but, um, you, can, you can go to adonisinvestmentgroup.com. That's D-O-N-I-S investmentgroup.com. Um, we have a podcast, The Real Estate Monopoly. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every other uh, po- uh, podcast streaming platform. And we're at Donis Brothers on essentially every social media platform. Perfect. Well, yes, again, lots of fun. And it's been a pleasure. And I'm uh, looking forward to, to speaking again on a podcast and uh, meeting you guys at a, at a conference sometime soon. Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thank absolutely. you so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, guys. If you enjoyed today's episode, please help us get the message out to more people by leaving a comment and dropping a like. And we hope to see you again next time. Thanks again.